What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Mediaverse podcast. I am your host, Dylan Licardo, and joining with me, as always, a sacred skull. How you doing, bud? What is up, everyone? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here again on a wonderful day. How about you? Doing good. Football's been good for the day, and, you know, well, and wish Marvel Snap was better right now. Ah, yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the meta is not the most fun, but we're not here yeah. to talk snap. Maybe one day, nope. maybe one day we'll do a snap. Episode. One day soon. Yeah, um, but we got we got content. a lot to talk about. And yeah. um, funny enough, we're gonna have a lot to talk about for a while because if yeah. I don't know if you realize, next time we record, Loki's gonna be out. Yep, Ahsoka's gonna be over. Loki's gonna be first episode out. I think first two, right? Did they? Did they say um, first two episodes? I don't know. Uh, well, fingers crossed for first two, but. Uh, I'm going to check right now, because that's some good info. Um, I feel like they usually get first two. episodes officially announced. No, it's just first episode. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. Six episode run, one per week. Yeah, episode four comes out on my birthday. Only six? Damn. Yeah. Give me a good six, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well... We're, we're not here to talk about Loki. Um, no, no. We'll talk not about yet. that next time. Yeah. Um, but we're going to start off. We're actually going to start off in the video game world. Um, oh, and, my world. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we definitely are both in this world. Big and gamers. Karen Monahan has, I think it was at a Comic-Con of some sort, was yeah. on a panel, uh, and panel. announced and said the third game in the Star Wars Jedi series is in development. Oh, man. I love to hear that. I'm so excited. Oh, same. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, some of my favorite games of all time, honestly. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to like really go a ton on this because obviously there's not a lot known, but um, let's just say Pipe Dreams. What, what would you want to see from this game? Um, well, I would like to see Cal really have to really have to like make a big decision. Uh, what I would really like would be, which I think would be really cool and would be like a cool homage to the force uh, unleashed games. Um, what is if you know how Cal has been battling the dark side all along, I think it would be really cool if you at the end of the game or like middle to end or like close to the end, whatever you make a decision and it changes what ending you get. And you, you either decide to embrace the dark side or you, you know, find balance and continue with the light side of the force. I think that would be cool. That's kind of my pipe dream. Uh, witnessing Cal battle between the force and darkness from since the first game. That's kind of been like my that would be a, such a sick way to end it for me. But, yeah, that, that's my pipe dream out of that. Also, I will apologize if uh, some squeaking is coming through on the recording. The puppy's playing with the toy behind me. We love with but, the yeah. dogs. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's. I I think that'd be cool. Like if the, they brought in like a, essentially, what what is that honor system basically? Yeah. Like like infamous. People. Yeah, like infamous. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. That'd be cool. Um, and this maybe gets into eventually what we'll talk about here later. I would love to see maybe a bit of a time jump and see yeah. Cal starting to connect with some of these characters we're seeing in TV shows. 
because I think he's going to start connecting with some characters in these TV shows and the TV shows. Absolutely. Um, but like I said, we'll save that discussion for later. Yep. Um, if you listen to, I think, episode one and two, you kind of maybe already know where I'm going. Uh, like our episode one and two discussion. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll know what I'm referencing here. Um, but yeah, so that's my pipe dream outside of what you said. I, th- I think an honor. like For universe, that would be sick. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, let's, let's stay on the video game route and talk Spider-Man 2. Uh, they I... announced game, game has gone gold. It's, it's ready. It's ready to be shipped out. We'll be playing it in about a month's time, actually. Yeah, just about four weeks. Yeah. Yep. Um, so actually, I have a question here because we got a, an, another trailer recently, and it it teased some of the potential side villains in the game. We got a Mysterio um, reveal. I don't know if the person we saw is actually what Mysterious looks like, but at least like the symbol very clearly was yeah. Mysterio. Um, what villain would you want to see in this game? Uh, well, Mysterio was on my list, so when I saw that that green symbol, I was like, oh, that's hype. Um, I would say I would love to see Goblin, which I feel like is already confirmed in a way, uh, based off how much at, they... At least, like, Hop Goblin. Yeah, would. yeah. Like, a Goblin would be sick. Um, uh, those were, like, my top two, uh, honestly. I would, I would like to see maybe, uh... I can't remember the name. Damn, I'm blanking on the name. Well, the big one for me, and um, some people are saying there is some like Easter eggs for it in the trailers, uh, but it, it goes alongside Venom and the symbiotes, but it'd be cool to get Null. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. 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 So it's so a Null's kind of like kinda my insane. like. Or maybe set that up for like the next three, like yeah. have him be the next big bad coming in. But, like, something along that line, exploring the symbiote world, yeah. basically, since we were getting Venom. Um, that's, that's something the movies haven't done. And clearly, the, the, the movies have done Venom. Yeah. And, and Carnage, so, kind of. And Carnage. And, like, so you, you got to make yourself a bit different. So what if you explore, basically, the mythology yeah, of the, that'd be cool. the symbiotes and bring, bring the, the god, the symbiote god, into the world? I think that'd be really cool. I think that would be sick, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm excited to play. I'm excited for us to get to talk about. It. It'll be because we started the show after uh, Jedi Survivor. So yeah, it's gonna be like our first like game that we're gonna be able to review and discuss as we're going through it. So yeah, um, I don't know how we'll structure that because obviously it will depend on our pace of play. But yeah, that's, that's gonna be a fun one. I'll be done within the first week. I can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I plan on being done. Yeah. I, I've heard it's uh, basically, and it's actually, I kind of like that they've said this that the story's about the same length as the first. Yeah, to me, I think the first game had the perfect amount of gameplay time and with side quests included and all that. So I'm excited for that fact. I don't think it needs to be any longer. I prefer good quality content within a good, decent amount of time than, you know, some games are coming out these days that are 60 to 100 hours of mid-content. So I will say, I do like that. Yeah, I I will say I was a little worried that it would be getting to like that little bloated mm-hmm. um, when they when they revealed the map. Is yeah, twice, for sure. Twice as big. I was like, oh man, so they've just 
Because open world, I, I fall off of open world games very easily because okay. I get bored in the world. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man hits, like you said, that perfect length of game. Yeah. The, the world feels kind of, it, it feels the right size. So Absolutely. I was worried that it had the chance of doing that. So when they said like, oh, the, the story should be the same, even like 100%ing apparently should be about the same. So I guess yeah. they just spread out the collectibles more. Then just make you explore. a bunch of extra in. Yeah, so that's good. I, I really like that. Yeah, me too. Um, I have high hopes yeah. for this game. I really do. Me too. I, yeah. And I mean, I trust Sucker Punch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, oh wait, not is it, it's Insomniac. Not, yeah, Insomniac. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's not Sucker Punch. Sucker yeah. Punch is Ghost Sucker of Punch. We yeah. were talking Infamous, and so Sucker Punch. Yeah. Is on Sucker Punch is one of my favorites, though. Yeah. yeah. But Insomniac, I also trust Insomniac. Oh yeah, thousand percent. Um, so yeah, anything else on, on these two games? Uh, uh nah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm over the moon excited for both of them. So some of my favorite games of all time, I can't wait to see how they follow them up and yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've recently, I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat one. Oh, okay. Uh, I've, I've yet to buy it. I'm looking forward yeah. to, to I, purchasing I have been it on loving sale. It. Yeah, yeah. I've been loving it and it's just I, I hope NetherRealm goes back and does another Injustice at some point. Me too. Oh my god, me too. Because, man, the, the Injustice came so good, and man, they did such a good job with Mortal Kombat 1. Yep. Like, they, they do the best, like, fighting game stories, so... I agree. And, and then, like, my mind is like, well, what if they did, like, a Marvel? Yeah. Point. I know Marvel yeah. wouldn't, because they wouldn't want to be, like, that bloody and gory, but... But they it'd could. Be cool. yeah. It'd be so cool. It would be though, cool. To have a Marvel fighter in that style. But I don't think another DC one. Yeah, um, not, I'd take it off of this three. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's... I mean, Injustice. <laughs> infamous, just coming back. I'll take it Infamous four. Infamous also. Yeah, yeah, please, please. I mean, please. five. Yeah, I, I actually went back recently and played through Infamous Second Son. And oh, me too, actually, and, a couple months um, ago. Man, I, I love those games. They're yeah. Um, but yeah, let, let's move off of video games and let's talk about... A movie that's consistently come up and not necessarily the best way on this podcast. And uh, we got our first trailer for Aquaman 2. Yes, sir. What would you think about it? I still haven't watched it. I'll be honest. I ah. uh, I have no intention. Like, I always think I should, I should give that a look. And then I do something else. I don't. I honestly like it's just honestly not... you're, you're saving yourself two and a half minutes. Okay, cool, got it. Yeah, no, I was very disappointed in the trailer. It, it didn't excite me at all. And you, you want to know what it, it felt like? And I, I heard other people say this, but I thought it right away when I saw it. It's Thor: The Dark World. Ooh, okay. Like, like very much, it just looks like Thor the Dark World in all the wrong ways. Interesting. How, in the wrong ways. Wow. Like, in, in okay. like just, I mean, Thor the Dark World being one of the, one of the worst Marvel movies. It, to right. me, it's it's down there. It's in the bottom tier. Right. But it, it looks like the exact same story in the exact that's, same movie. That's disappointing, honestly. Like, like it's literally... And, and I mean, they showed in the trailer. It's Aquaman and Orn teaming up to basically, seemingly retake Atlantis from Black Manta. So that, that's and it's like this is literally just Thor. Thor that's world. that's that's a shame. 
And, and they very much are playing into the comedy and the the, sil- the Marvel silliness, and it's like this. Ooh. Yeah, that's the visuals didn't look great. There wasn't like anything that was like, oh my god, that's awesome. This better be an HBO Max exclusive, man. Uh, if they release it, it in theaters, it's. I don't know if I would go see it in theaters. I God, yeah, I don't know if I would either, honestly. And I'll I'm, wait two I'm usually weeks just a movie enjoyer. Digital, if it yeah. releases in theaters, because it's it's not going to last that long in theaters. And I hate to say that because I love Aquaman. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I like Jason Momoa a lot. <laughs> yeah, I love Jason. I, I like just James watched. Wan. I, I like so many people involved yeah. with this, but it looks so bad. I just watched uh, Fast and Furious Ten uh, for the first time. And Pretty really good at that. I yeah, I was about to say Jason Momoa stole the show. He's like incredible. He's he was he played that character to a crazy level. I I really enjoyed it for a fast movie. Yeah. Please, Warner Brothers, just just put it on HBO Max. Please, just just do it. Don't don't save yourself the embarrassment of releasing this in theaters. Yeah, because as we've said, even if it's a good movie, it's gonna fail. Yeah, there's no doubt. I don't think it's going to be a good movie. I think there's too many things that have happened that have probably destroyed this movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to a bit more positive. Let's move <laughs> away from the negative of Aquaman. Um, we've we've dunked on the movie probably too many episodes in a row. Yeah. Oh, wait. Actually, I still, no. Sorry, I still we hope have to, I enjoy We have it. to dunk on it a bit more because um, there's a rumor. So okay. They're, they're doing test screenings of Aquaman 2. Free. Free test screenings. Right. Apparently, people are walking out of them. Yeah. I've heard this. I have heard this. And it is. Oh, it's unfortunate. That's, that's all it is. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and if I'm Warner Brothers and I'm seeing that, once again, I'm thinking, why am I releasing this movie in theaters? Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you benefiting from? You release that to the masses, and you get even more people walking out, even more Twitter people going up in arms about how terrible it is. You're losing money. You're losing a lot of stock. Don't Just don't do it. Just don't do it. And you're risking your reboot of your franchise. Yeah. It By putting out trash. Everything you're looking forward to could be eliminated with a single movie, which is crazy. But Before James Gunn even gets a chance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. That's unfortunate. One, one more dunk on Aquaman 2. Now we can move on. DC, we got to do better. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. Do I love Blue Bring Nether Realm. Yeah. Bring Infamous. Do Infamous as a movie. Injustice. Or not Infamous. Injustice. <laughs> I just did that too, yeah. <laughs> we just we just want infamous. Let's, yeah. let's, let's just talk Please. about infamous today. Please. <laughs> um, no, do injustice as a movie. Yeah. Have like Nether Realm, like do do a Mortal nah, Kombat w- style. Oh my gosh, they would hate that. Though. I mean, like the the DC fans would hate that though. They hated Zack oh, Snyder's, would. so they, of course they would hate injustice movie. No, no, no so, they would. Yeah, it, it would do better than Aquaman too. It probably would. Not gonna lie. Yeah, but uh, if you do ever end up seeing the trailer. It will seem like Thor: The Dark World to you. I'll watch that, it right like, after this, and I'll yeah, text and, you. And you, you will, yeah, you will let me know. You'll be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that does seem like Thor: The Dark World. Sounds and good. <laughs> once again, and not in a good way. But I yeah. don't know if there's ever a good way to be compared to Thor: The Dark World. So, um, all right. Last bit of news before we get to the main topic for today. We talked about this a couple episodes back. Uh, this story that 
Donald Glover and his brother were getting to write a Lando Calrissian TV show. Right. Apparently, it has now been upgraded to a movie. I love that, personally. I think that's awesome. Yeah, uh, that's... I'd still hype, still hype for it. I think they deserve the big screen. And, uh, yeah, I hope they, yeah. I hope they ace that. I hope it goes incredibly well. Yeah, and I, I know some some fans listening might be like, "Oh well, but Solo, Solo, Solo was a good movie. I liked and, Solo. Yeah, like, like Solo. Come on. And unfortunately, Solo didn't do well, but it was still a yeah. good movie. A lot of people were upset about the the casting, right? And like all that. Yeah, but then people getting upset about the casting. One, Aldrick Emmerich did a good job, fantastic job. Yeah, he did, he did a fantastic job. But also, because people were so up in arms, this is why they haven't recast Luke Skywalker. And yep. why they, they didn't recast the, these characters to play younger versions of they're doing all the de-aging that now everyone's up in arms about. Because yep. you complain about the one character they did try and recast. Whenever they try to make you happy, they can't. It's yeah. just... And, I mean, this it just might be more of a conversation of people like to go too negative about things. Yeah. But... Yeah, I I'm on the uh, just be happy with things, you know, just just learn to enjoy and not be so cynical about what we get, you know, but yeah. right I understand we were just cynical about Aquaman too. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I'm still I'm still like, you know, hopeful for Aquaman. I still hope, you know, there's some p- good parts to it, some redeeming qualities, but I'm, it's, I'm, it's getting uh, I've gotten to cynical on that. Yeah, one. I, it's I, unfortunate. I, that, what, but see, in that case, Warner Brothers has lost our trust. Right. Right. Star Wars, especially Star Wars. when Solo was coming out, hadn't lost yes. trust with people. Very and true. People just had a negative reaction. So I think if something has shown you that you shouldn't trust them, then okay, it's all right to be cynical about it. At this point, that's Warner Brothers, that's DC, until James Gunn, because I'll trust James Gunn. Absolutely. But yeah, no, I, I'm very excited about this. We've talked about it when it this announcement first came out. Donald Glover is a great just writer, creator. Artist. So I, I have no doubts that this will be an incredibly interesting movie. Yep. So my question though about this, mm-hmm. do you think this is replacing one of the three movies that was announced? Or is this in addition to the the Ray? I don't the think so. First Jedi and what was the third one? The um High Republic? High Republic, yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so. I think because this was already on the board as a as a show. I think this is just they just decided to move it up. I think they no, just not, not High Republic. High Republic was the the first Jedi one. It, oh, the Dave Filoni movie. Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni the Filoni verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Filoni verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The third. Yeah, no, like that doesn't sound right. Yeah, I don't think so at all. Uh, I, since yeah. it was already on the chain, it was they were they were probably just looking at it and they were like, this would probably be. This could probably do well as a as a movie, and yeah, my, give it my some screen time. One worry would be it's replacing the James Mangold first Jedi film. After I the really flop hope not. That is that was yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah, that, that would be that would be the only one I could see it replacing, mm-hmm. and I hope not because I think that will be a good movie. I I desperately want High Republic content in live action, so I hope they don't get rid of it. It has more hype for me personally than Ray's follow-up movie. Um, so I really hope that that doesn't get canceled, but we'll see. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Yes, sir. Uh, and there's a lot to talk about, and we'll probably take it one episode at a time because they're very distinct episodes with lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ahsoka, episodes five and six. Oh, my God. Yeah. They, 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 let's, so we left off. Ahsoka appeared in the World Between Worlds, yep. turned around and saw Anakin. Yep. That led us into episode five. Right. And let's discuss discuss episode five. And I'll, like, I know you, as the very, very big Anakin Skywalker fan, as you just said, he's your goat. Yep. How did you enjoy episode five? Yeah. uh, Well, like you said, Anakin is my my goat. And then Ahsoka was my animation goat when Clone Wars was developing and, like, still, you know, going through. She became my favorite animated character in Star Wars. And now they're both together in live action, which, as I said last episode, makes me incredibly happy. It was incredible to see. Um, But just going through the episode, and man, there were just such good moments in that episode. When Anakin is, like, being his Anakin self, cracking, like, semi-jokes, which was awesome. And then Ahsoka being all serious about the situation which is awesome. And then the, the fight scene between them where he's just like, uh, live or die is basically like the borderline of thing that he's trying to come across with Ahsoka because she's on the brink of death. Right. She, he's ready to either shepherd her in my, in my view, he's, he's rather ready to either shepherd her into the force or help her get back on her feet, which was cool. So that was his, that was his whole thing. Um, so that during, during that whole thing, he starts with a fight scene and then that's incredible, by the way, I thought it was very well choreographed the whole fights. Um, and then, you know, she kicks him in the face, which, you know, super nerd, uh, it's the same kick she hits, uh, Darth Maul with in the fight, um, on Mandalore, which is really cool. Um, and then Anakin's like, I'm not, I'm not done teaching you yet. And then he breaks her into a flashback memory of one of their first fights uh, together. The Battle of Ryloth. Yes. I cannot remember that planet, but I've remembered it. Like just the trees and the, the Twi'leks. Um, and, oh man, it was just so cool to see live action Anakin in Clone Wars attire and hair and young Ahsoka in live action. Um, I cannot remember the actress's name. Uh, Ariana uh, Greenblatt. Yes. She, she's she in Barbie and Gamora. Yes. I'm a fan of hers. I think she's an uh, incredible young actress. Um, and I think she did young Ahsoka very well with with current Ahsoka's mindset, I think she did it very well. Um, and it was just really cool to see uh, just all of that, just all the flashbacks and the the shifting between Ahsoka's point of view of Anakin and Darth Vader, just those little flashes that you get. The, the, the visual of him walking out. Yes, um, into the battle. Yeah. Yeah, the battle and it flashes. It yes. cool. when he's walking out, he's with all the clothes and it flashes. Yes. And it's just Vader and it flashes back. Like, oh that, my gosh, that is one of the coolest, like, just visual scenes. Absolutely, like, 
And once again, remember, this was the episode that they released out into theaters. Yeah. And it's like, and man, everyone, I like, would have, I loved, see why. <laughs> I would have loved to see that in theaters, man. Um, but, and then after that happens, you get this, the shot of, um, Chopper and, and, and what is his name? Jason? Jason. Jason. You get Chopper and Jason sitting on the, 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 the edge that Ahsoka had just fallen off of. And Jason feels something and Hera's like, we can't find them. You know, we got to look somewhere else. Maybe yeah. keep looking. Well, run he around. says he can hear the lightsaber. Yes. Like, like it was like so their cool. Very first fight. Like yeah. when they, when they were still in the world between worlds part. Yes. And I thought that was incredible that like Jason has that much of a connection to the force already as such a young child. Uh, he's clearly Kanan's son. Like, if you, if you got that like that, Jason, you're you're clearly Jason, uh, Kanan's son, and that's really cool. And a funny moment was when uh, I can't remember his name, but the X-wing pilot um, that he comes down, he's like, "What just happened?" And uh, Hugh Wang was like, uh, "His father was a Jedi," and he's just like, "Oh, okay, whatever." Um, back to what we got to do now. Yep. <laughs> I thought that was All I, right, well, was I got some back flying my ship. Right, like whatever. All right. Uh, I got, I got it. I understand. Uh, I thought that was cool, but then you, but then they cut back to to the flashbacks, Ahsoka and Anakin, but they're on the siege of Mandalore, and that was awesome. You got to see Ahsoka with the blue garbs and her blue sabers in 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 the battle, and she's slicing up. And fighting along with Captain Rex in live action, really cool. The Ahsoka troopers with the paint on their 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 helmets, really cool. Uh, the Death troopers, uh, the Darth Maul troopers, I can't remember what their names were, but those were really cool to see. Um, and man, then Anakin comes into frame with his End of Clone Wars slash Revenge of the Sith outfit. And he's like, I don't remember this battle. And that's because it was Ahsoka's memory. And, and, he, and he wasn't there. They had, right. That, that, was that was when they had separated. The last time they saw each other was before Ahsoka went right. off of that battle. Anakin went off to save the Chancellor from yep. the ship at the start of Revenge of the Sith. And yeah, so that's, and, yeah. And I, for a split second, I thought we were going to see Maul, but we didn't. Uh, we still uh, we still might, but you know, I'm not going to get too hyped about that. Um, I and then you just and then Anakin's like, "Why are you so upset?" And then like, and Ahsoka's like, "Because you're like dangerous, and like people didn't see that you know what you could become, and blah blah." And then Anakin, being the being the funny guy he is, he goes, he crosses his arms and goes, "Is that what it's about?" Like it, like he hasn't just killed mo- multiple people as Darth Vader and like taken over the the world, the universe, you know, and and did the be, Jedi Order and the, the, just just ruined life as it was, um, <laughs> and like he's just like, is that really what this is about? Just a funny guy, um, and then he, then he's like, all right, back to the beginning, and then he goes into 
He draws his saber again to initiate another fight, live or die. And you, he turns around. It's a red saber, and he has the Sith eyes. So he's Darth Vader, Anakin, which was so cool to see, by the way. And uh, oh, and he hits the line. He goes, live or die. And she goes, I don't want to fight you. And he goes, incorrect. That I thought that was a cool Darth well, Vader then, line. Well, he said, I've heard that before. Oh, right. And, and, that, and it's the Luke the Skywalker callback. To, yeah, yeah, Luke yeah. saying that on Death Star 2. Which kind of confirms what I was saying last episode. Um, was that I think this is both Anakin's Force Spirit and Ahsoka's memories of Anakin combined. And that kind of just confirmed it to me. Like, this is like the Anakin that was came back, killed the Emperor, saved his son, uh, was like, all right, I'm going to save the world now type thing. This is the chosen one guy, you know? He's uh, he's both the dark side and the light in combined, and he's here to teach Ahsoka. And that, that line kind of confirmed that for me. Um. Uh, but yeah, and then they go into another cutscene. I mean, fight scene where Anakin kicks her out of the the memory, and then she's landing back into the world between worlds, and then he emerges from the the smoke, but he's like flexing and also going in between Darth Vader in a lightning flash, and yeah, that does, was he like, does like a little like shoulder yeah, roll. Yeah, it was like, like insane. Oh my gosh, it was so cool. It was so cool. Um, and then they're fighting, and Ahsoka is on the defense. Another nerd moment. It's the same. Uh, Ahsoka was defending and blocking, and he was attacking the same way that they did in the temple in Rebels. And I was like, this is hype. This is peak right now. I'm I'm going crazy. It's one in the morning. I was I was smiling. I was happy. And then Ahsoka loses her sabers, but then goes full full mobility and just dodges Anakin's attacks and takes his lightsaber from him. And seems like she's gonna go for the, the kill when she just decides and like you can see it, the red saber glow turns her eyes yellow. Yeah, she gets the Sith eyes. Yes, and I think it's really cool how she decides to throw it away like Luke did. And I also think it's cool because all of that... Oh, and then after that, Anakin calms down and goes back into regular Anakin, no more Sith eyes and stuff. And he goes, there may be hope for you yet. And that's another great callback. I'm, I'm a sucker for him. When he keeps, like, in the Clone Wars, he goes, there may be hope for you yet, Snips, and stuff like that. I think that was... The movie, right? The movie, yeah. From the first time they saw each other. And, um, but I just thought that whole sequence was just incredible and beautifully well done. And I could not have been happier with it if I tried. Um, I thought, and, like, a lot of people are speculating... What is the lesson that Ahsoka learned? A lot of people don't seem to like see past the live or die message, which is understandable. Like I get it. Well, and, and for me, I think it was she and Balin kind of foreshadowed this the, the episode before 
where like he basically called her out for being from a chain of Jedi's that kind of pushed the line. Yeah, um, leave death and destruction. And part of the reason why she's kind of been holding back, maybe was worried about training Sabine. Right? Um, was she? She was worried she was going to follow that same path. And exactly. Kind of turn to the dark side, and this was her and specifically and why that visual with her with the red saber and the Sith eyes and all that it's it's her chance to turn down the dark side yes and show that she's not just going to be like her master and exactly so like I, I i thought the lesson was pretty clear outside of just obviously like and also live your life like yeah. you know, she she's been not really living a life since the end of the clone war Yep. She hid on the farm planet before she joined up on the resistance, and then she was fulcrum and kind of just part of the resistance. She spent some time hidden away in the Jedi Temple. Like she hasn't lived a life since she was a teenager. Right. And, and so it was Anakin saying, Hey, get get over your guilt. You yep. you aren't not responsible for my actions. It's not your fault. You're not gonna be me. You're more than that, and right. you need to live your life and move forward. Exactly, and I, I agree totally. And I also think part of the now on the other coin is I think I think Anakin could have won that, but he oh, held back easily. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, exactly. Let her disarm. Her. Exactly. I think like, that was that was the important part. I think it's that Anakin was always about I need to win, and. I think that was him showing her that yes, you can win, but sometimes what he learned from Luke is you have to show, you know, that you are more than that. You are not just going for the kill. Well, it's, it's the and it, I mean it was kind of the message in there when like Ahsoka was questioning like why they were fighting and right. fighting a war and all that, and the conversation of like what Jedi really are and basically how they did become hired soldiers. Right. Um, and they weren't they weren't believing in the Jedi Order. They were following their government, and basically the the lesson there being and Luke that's how Luke beat Darth Vader, and it's the lesson that Anakin's there teaching is you you don't have to fight to win, right? You can win without fighting. There's the it's not all about overpowering. Yep. Which yeah, and Anakin didn't learn that lesson. He didn't learn it until he was Darth Vader. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And I, th- I, th- I thought that was just beautifully well done. And there's a ton of things you can pull from that interaction and ton of, a ton of, I think the writing was so well done that it like leaves like people to just speculate their own versions of Anakin's like lesson there, which I think is really cool personally. Yeah. And then to kind of continue to add on to that, then Ahsoka yep. is found and she, now she becomes Ahsoka the White. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. She looks great. I love that outfit. Yeah. Yep. And so, and basically, we've also found out that they did kind of just retcon the Rebels ending a bit. Yeah. Um, to where the Rebels ending is what we saw here with Ahsoka and Sabine leaving. But why she wasn't in the white outfit is basically they wanted that transformation to appear here. Yep. So they basically, they, they said, like, they kind of retconned that. Um, so just, there wasn't this time where like they went off to look for Ezra Ezra. and then they came back and they did the exact same thing. It it was slightly different. I know we all kind of were wondering that coming in. Yeah. 
it's now a bit more clear, like, okay, but people are saying like, oh, well, it was Sabine telling the story and she just didn't remember what Ahsoka was wearing back in Rebels. And that's people's logic for kind of how it, I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't, me either. Yeah. Um, and then we, we end that episode with Ahsoka speaking with the Purgle. Yes. And her and Hu-Wing hopping in a Purgle's mouth and heading off to Peridia. Yep. Oh, and also, uh, I will say, after Anakin and Ahsoka's encounter, Ahsoka, being Ahsoka the White now, it uh, she's she seems happier. She's, like, smiling and laughing, and the old she's, Ahsoka is kind of returning, and that's yeah, what... Well, because she's living. I guess. Right, exactly. And I think, yeah. as we, we talked about this uh, a couple episodes, I think, or last episode, that we wanted to see... Rosario portray more of the old Ahsoka. It was all planned. Ahsoka wasn't even feeling like herself, and that was part of the reason. And yeah. I think and I know that that was something I brought up in yeah. like episode one and two. That yeah. like she's too stoic, she's too serious, right. and like yeah, they, they had a, this planned. I, I do still think we could have seen a little bit more of that yeah, earlier, for sure. but it definitely, yeah, the, her interactions with Huang yep. and then going into the start of episode six and the scene yep. where they're in the whale, like you, you definitely do start to feel that sense a bit more and absolutely levity starting to come back into it. And it makes sense story-wise, but, um, so yeah, but it, 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 it maybe took a little too long to get there and maybe start to have that maybe. personality back. In. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anything else on episode five? Uh, the moment I finished that episode, I was actually texting uh, uh, past past guest host about time, Joey. We were texting after we finished the episode, and I even tweeted about it as well. I said that uh, my concluding thoughts were Ahsoka might end up being one of my favorite Star Wars projects now. And uh, hopefully they end it even better than what's happening right now. Everything I wanted to happen in the show has happened in episodes five. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Ezra and the story in episodes six, seven, and eight. Um, so, yes, I am. Yeah. I At that point, I was over the moon about this show. So yeah, episode five was the, the Clone Wars episode, basically. Yeah. And if, if you were a Clone yep. Wars TV show fan, that episode just screamed to you. Yep. And I'll transition and I was. to episode six now. Yep. Um, and episode six, I'm going to say, was the Rebels episode. Absolutely. No, and no basically, doubt. Yeah, these two kind of together, depending on if you were a fan of one of the shows or both, because I've seen people who maybe watched one show versus the other, liked one of the episodes more yep. than the other. I, I I think they're once again this is one of those things where mate you can appreciate it all you didn't need to oh for but sure jumping in and I already mentioned there's a scene at the beginning with Ahsoka and Huang in the whale that's all yep. we really see of them um, let's just get straight to where we get to pretty and we basically pick up with Balin Skull Chin um, and and the, the evil gang plus Sabine yep um, arriving and we get. First off, the reveal that this is where the Night Sisters of Dathomir did originally come from. So cool, by so, the way. Yeah, which is something we theorized and talked about early yep. in the episodes, that there might be a connection here between the two. So it was nice getting that confirmation. Uh, when they land, 
um, we get to see three night sister witches basically yep. acting as the Greek gods of fate. I, I said the exact same thing. My friend and I were watching it and I was like, yo, these are like the, uh, the Greek god ladies. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, they even talk about the threat of fate. So yep. it's, it's very much Greek god-esque, but it was really cool seeing them. And they're the ones that have been working with Thrawn. And we'll yep. talk about them a bit more as we get a bit deeper into this episode. Mm-hmm. They smell Jedi on Sabine. Sabine. Yeah. And something they mention later when eventually Thrawn does show up and they say it to Thrawn they didn't see Sabine coming. She yeah. was not in the visions for this. So I think that's a very important detail because clearly, I mean, Balin's the one that brought her. Right. So clearly Balin Balin's going is messing off. with their vision of history. Yeah. So, I had the same I thought. I was like, Balin's cooking in, in the back. He's He's got his own plan, which yeah, he we'll, does briefly we'll touch on. Some, yeah, we'll discuss yeah. that here here in a second but yeah. we eventually get the thrawn's star destroyer appearing yes. above them and get this really cool scene of the the ship opens up and the stormtroopers are standing there and they are like the armor's worn down and they oh got my gosh the red like the red and gold surrounding them and they're chanting thrawn as yeah. he walks out and it's such a cool scene Oh my gosh, ten out of ten. Yeah, and oh. uh, which I also want to say is uh, the uh, the armors that they're all wearing, and Enoch, his his commander, looks incredible. By the way, um, I also thought they looked very uh, Greek attire ish inspired. Oh, like I thought yeah. this most like some of this episode was definitely inspired by like Greek history and Greek mythology oh, and stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, I mean already like uh, we had Norse mythology oh, yeah. mixed in here with Shin and yep. uh, Skull and Hati. Names, Hati yeah. Skull and Hati. Um, all of that. So yeah, it, it definitely, it, it's pulling from that. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm, I'm just going to say now, I'll see if you agree with me. All those stormtroopers are just dead. Yeah. Risen up I think they're, right? they're undead. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like 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 that that's that's the build up of the payoff from Merrick, who also was once again a yep. reference to mythology. But yeah, there's no, there's no way because where where would they have enough food to keep yeah. these people alive for years upon years? And clearly, Thrawn's been eating. Thrawn has been eating good. Let my, me tell my you, my man has been eating good. Let me he's tell got you. he's got the dad bod now. Yes, sir. As a proud dad bod owner, he is representing. He's going yeah. good. Um, but let's let's talk Thrawn because uh, he obviously appears here. It's the, the oh. same actor that did the voice, and the the presence is just instantly. He's dumb. he's like scary, <laughs> but in like a really good way. He's like menacing. It's like so well done, in my opinion. He looks great. He off like off the jump. It was like I was back watching Rebels. Like it was, he was like. It was like I never missed him. Like, it was never, he was never gone. It was so cool. And then we get a little bit into this deal that he made with the, the Night Sister Witches, where yep. apparently, in agreement to kind of get uh, Morgan there and to get them away, he's going to be taking something from the planet for them. Yeah. Is what, what I took. And Morgan says it's catacombs. 
Yep. So, Cap dead, Jones, that's, those dead are dead people. bodies. Yep. Those are dead people. I'm assuming it's dead night sisters. Yeah. And they're, they're wanting to basically revive their, their family. Yeah. Their people. Like the, the OG night sisters, yeah. Yeah, kind of once again, like uh, the first Star Wars Jedi game, Jedi... Fallen, Fallen Order. order. Right? Mm-hmm. That's correct, I almost said Fallen Survivor, and I'm like, no, that's just the mix <laughs> that's of the, the two com- games. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Fallen Order, we fought a lot of reanimated Dead Knight Sisters while yep. on Dathomir. So um, right when she said Catacombs and all that, I was just like, that's that's building off of Jedi Fallen Order. Which, yep. um, in episode one and two, I threw out a fun theory and made a connection to the Knight Sisters and how it seemed like they were connecting to the Zepho. Yep. And, oh boy, did that oh theory boy, do pick they... up steam. Yes, yes. Um, because, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, the temple they are in, people yep. have translated some runes mm-hmm. from outside of it, and I, I have the translation here. Translates to, praise Kujet, ruler of all, may his reign last. Yep. For those of you that are not super nerds like us, Kujet was the evil Zepho who had his temple on Dathomir. Yep. The one that we explored. Yeah. Jedi Fallen Order. So it very much looks like the Zepho, Dathomir, (laughs) Fallen Order, Survivor are clearly connecting to all this. Yep. Um, the we eventually see some raiders later in the episode whose helmets looked like Zepho heads. Yep. The statues that we saw looked like the architecture that we had seen with the Zepho statues. Absolutely. The temple they're in very much looks like the Zepho. It's it's very clear that the Zepho are going to be playing a role. At yeah, and I think it's cool that in like live action Star Wars that like the Zepho had. Like that just means like in the t- the Zepho timeline, I mean the Star Wars timeline, the Zepho interacted with the earliest like Night Sister race, and probably yeah. taught them how to like do things right. Like yeah, that's... well, from what I kind of like started to piece together, so we know the Zepho left the main Star Wars universe right. after they started getting tempted by the dark side, and they left to the Great Unknown. Is what right. they called it. So clearly they ended up at Peridia. Right. Which is the original homeworld of the Death Mirror. Right. That way we just got that confirmed. So it seems like the Zepho went to Peridia, interacted with the Death Mary, and eventually then the Death Mary went back to the main world. And for some reason. They they went back to the main galaxy for whatever purpose, for whatever reason, and basically took home in one of the temples of the, the temple of Kujit. Yeah. So clear, clearly Kujit probably took over once they got to Peridia here, the dark side. I, I kind of talked about this in those early episodes of maybe like the dark side won out, even though they left kind of take away that transition. Seems yeah. like that kind of won out. And that's maybe what eventually led to the death Mary getting into this dark side magic and um, connection there. Right. Um, but yeah, so Thrawn decides to repay Sabine, basically, and has her go look for Ezra. Let's her go out and look for Ezra. 
Because he says that most people don't even survive on the planet. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't get back, we're leaving, so you're just going to be stuck here anyways. Yep. So he's basically like, sure, go ahead and go look. You're not going to come back. Because yep. even if you come back, Ezra's not going to want to come back. Right. He's not going to want it. Like, you're stuck here. So go ahead, go. It, he's not worried about it. Um, but then afterwards, after um, after Sabine leaves, he decides to send Shin and Balin after yep. her. And in particular, Shin seems taken aback by this because Balin has agreed that they weren't going to harm Sabine. And she kind of seems a bit upset that Theron is now having them basically go out to kill Sabine and Ezra. Yep. So I, I found that really interesting. I for thought that was cool. Shin's character. Yeah, I, I thought that was cool because it seems like there's some sort of because even when they were like transporting Sabine to the planet, Sabine and Shin were exchanging this ex- in, intense stare, and it seems like there's some like unwritten like kind of like understanding slash hate between them. That's like. Like, and I think when Thrawn gave that order to, to Balin, she was like, so what happened to honor, you know, like in a way, and like, we're just going to do that to, to her in a, in a, in a way. Yeah. Well, and then, so like Balin, we, we kind of reference with the fates and brains of being here and them not reading into that. He he's mentioned and he's talked about wanting a plan and we we've theorized about what that could be. Maybe he wants the world between worlds. Yeah. Maybe he wants to learn from the Zepho was things that we threw out. And it, it seems like that's continuing. He he talks about the cycle of light side and dark side kind of just taking each other over. Yeah. Um, he talks about how Ezra is a different kind of Jedi, he calls him a Vulcan Jedi. Um, yep. he, he says that he's trained Shin to be something more, which is um, crazy. I don't know what else, what more there could be. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's to be this better version oh, of right. Jedi and Sith is, is right. what he's kind of referencing. And I, I think Ezra kind of falls into this that category as well. Yeah. So I my, my kind of kind of fits there too, in a way. Yeah. My kind of head canon head theory here is. And also this gets into maybe some real life situations. We obviously know Ray Stevenson has passed away. Yeah. So they can't really continue the Balin character past this show. Yeah. Thrawn needs to do something super evil. He's going to kill himself. Yeah. I think he's going to kill Balin. Yes. And Shin's going to join up with Ahsoka and Sabine yes. and Ezra. I had and the same thought. Of, yeah. I had the same I, thought. I, I, because, uh, not to cut you off, sorry, but um, the uh, like Thrawn is evil, and he establishes himself as such. And when the moment when he started talking to, um, I can't remember her name, uh, the night sister that brought us here, uh, Morgan, Morgan, Morgan Elizabeth, she um, she's talking about Balin, and she's like, Balin wouldn't do this, this, and this, but he's like, but he was formerly a Jedi. And he must be watched or something like that. Yeah. And I think yeah, because Theron does not like Jedi. Exactly. That is established and Rebels. he doesn't like anyone who could potentially turn against him and ruin his his goals. So I think he already has Balin marked as as all right. When the time comes, he's gone. He's out of here. 
Well, that's another reason why I think he sent them out there. Basically, exactly. the same reason he sent Sabine out. Exactly. Like, we're going to leave. Yeah. You, you all you are getting stay. back on the ship. All these yeah, Jedi's. are going to be stuck here. Yeah, all these Jedi's. We'll be four Jedi's off without you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that that's definitely what I was picking up on yeah, too. And for sure. When, maybe they went back and because like very clearly like early Shin kind of was more evil and she's kind of now lightening out. We're seeing this. That maybe could have been post Ray Stevenson. Maybe they went back and made some changes, or this was the plan altogether. But that that's where I kind of see Shin's character going. Yeah, me too. Um, but let's talk since we we brought up Balin and he he talks about it more here. The beginning is what he calls it. What yep. do you think Balin's looking for here? Uh, I think he's looking for some type of like origins of the force maybe, or like origins of the conflict that they're going through right now, or some connection to the force that maybe Ezra has or something like that, that, that is like the beginning of the force. You know what I mean? Like the beginning of that power, that the beginning of the energy, just the connection, that type of thing. Maybe he, maybe he's just seeking a way to, uh, what I think is that, um, he's seeking a way to kind of end the force. If that makes sense. I think he's seeking a way because as you just said in the episode, he touches upon this like infinite cycle of the Jedi taking over the Sith and then the Sith taking over the Jedi and then the Empire and the Republic and the, this, that, and the third and how it's ever going to continue and continue and continue. And it seems like he's done with that. And he kind of, it seems to me like he just wants to end the cycle and doing that would mean ending the force. So I think he's looking for like the source of the force maybe or something like that which could be theorized as the world between worlds right um i i agree with like he he's wanting to find out where definitely the conflict began and i mean we yeah. just kind of talked about it the zepho being right. kind of our knowledge of where maybe the force has begun and some of the first force wielding beings and ones that studied the force they eventually learned of the dark side of the force and that started the conflict in their culture. And that cycle basically has never stopped since. Right. So he could be looking for this. And I, I think he is. I think there, there's probably some Zepho still out there on that planet. For sure. And maybe they're weak. Maybe they're put away. Maybe they're locked in a temple. It's maybe that's what they're shipping away. And maybe it's not night sisters. Maybe it's Zepho that oh, catacombs. That could be, that could be interesting. It, it, I, it, I think it's, it's connecting to that idea of the Zepho and the Zepho being the first to kind of deal with this conflict of the light in the dark. And that's going to tie in there. And like I said, I think he wants to end it and the, the world between worlds, I think ties with, I think it all just gets eventually getting tied together here. Yeah. Same. All right, well, let's jump forward to kind of the end of the episode. Sabine finds some nice little turtle friends. I, I um, loved the little turtle guys. They were so cute. The little, the little naughty, I think they yeah. were called. Yeah. Um, and they take her to their village where she believes she's going to find Ezra because they recognize the rebellion symbol yep. on her pauldron. They have like a little medallion. So she's like, oh, you know Ezra. 
They take her to the village. Seems like he's not there. And then he's just chilling by a building, leaning against the wall. Cool, calm, collected. Which, I will say. Has a beard now. Yeah, he does look great. Um, Space Jesus. Um, He, uh, he, that, when, when he's standing behind Sabine and Sabine slowly turns around after he says something, it's exactly like frame by frame what Ahsoka and Anakin just did in the world between worlds. Like, I thought that was really cool. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was really dope. Yeah, and and the actor that they have playing Ezra, like the, the, the way they visualized him, also as people yes. have called out, he looked exactly like his dad in yeah. the pictures. Um, he he played it. I know a lot of people are a bit upset, like oh, they didn't like hug. They weren't like embracing right away. They did and, hug, like, but like, but like it was like. But I mean, the, these two characters have always kind of been arm's length with each yeah. other. They yeah. There, there's been this kind of idea of maybe there was some relationship built up in the late years of Rebels, and maybe they never addressed it before he went off. Yeah, and but it's it's like they're both just relieved in that moment that yeah. they have found each other. For Ezra, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't mm-hmm. know how Sabine's gotten there. He doesn't know what she's had to do to get there. Right. And for Sabine, she doesn't necessarily want to tell Ezra all that yep. and be like, Hey, I basically had to let uh, team up, get Thrawn off of this world to get to you. Yeah. I had to give Thrawn a way home so that I could get to you. Cause yeah. like that Ezra sacrificed himself so that Thrawn could not end the galaxy. Yep. And Sabine undid that to find Ezra. Yeah. And so, I think telling that would I think she's afraid that if she told him that at that moment, it would like ruin their relationship in a way or something like that. I mean, it would. Yeah. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. Hey, I'm saving you. I undid uh, all the hard work you just did. You spent 10 years here for nothing. You were like gone for like 12 years. You kind of almost died, you know, and it was all semantics, you know? So, and I mean, and she says that, like, let's not talk about this right now. She says yeah. that right before they do finally embrace and hug. And yeah. so like, it's, I understand like it, w- it was a bit of a subdued like reunion, but when you kind of put together those thoughts of what's probably going through Sabine's head, it, it makes sense. And like Ezra's become very, he's, he's brought on that monk like quality of like a Jedi master. And yep. it would also make sense for him not to be instantly like oh my god i'm so happy he's he's yeah, yeah. It's more of the subdued nature now. younger younger ezra definitely would have like jumped into her arms the moment he saw her um yeah. current older established wise wiser ezra i don't think so yeah i even think and last season of rebels ezra yeah was at that point and like yeah. he's, he's clearly even taken more of an advancement from there absolutely on, on his time away here yep um but yeah, so yeah, what would you besides what we've talked about? What do you what do you think of the whole reunion scene between them? Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, meant a lot to me. Again, uh, seeing that those characters in live action meet up again and meet up in general. I mean, you know, they were they were such a dynamic duo ac- across the course of Rebels that it was nice to see them finally reunite. Um, and I don't know, it just. It felt right. You know what I mean? Like there are, there are things in, in shows that just feel like right and like good to see and finally happen and such like that. That 
that's one of those moments for sure. Yeah. No, I agree. And then to wrap up the episode, we cut back to Thrawn and the Night Sisters. And they, I think it was the Night Sisters that said they've sensed something on the threat, is where the threat of fate came up. Yeah. And basically they, they tell Thrawn Ahsoka's coming. Yep. Or they say a Jedi. A Jedi's coming, yeah. And he's like, wait, what? I didn't know of any more Jedi because he actually has never met Ahsoka. Yes. They have not interacted because he showed up after Ahsoka was in the battle of Vader. And then obviously Ezra pulled her out of that battle and then basically shipped himself and thrown off. And Ahsoka wasn't a part of the battle of Lothal. She, yep. she was off learning in the temple. Yep. Um, and so he, and what I love is he instantly asks Morgan, I want all the info about this person. Yeah. I need to know everything. Cause that's his thing. Yep. He wants all the info and he needs to know how to beat her instantly. Yep. yep. And what I think is cool is, okay, what Morgan knows about Ahsoka was the Ahsoka we basically yes. just watched die and not the one that's been reborn. Yes. I was just about so, to say that. Yep. Yeah. So that, I think that sets up and it's clearly setting up a conflict. Um, questions of how, obviously, our heroes are going to get back because are they really going to want to hop on Thrawn's ship for a, a hitchhiking back and clearly Thrawn wouldn't want them on there. Right. It's setting up a really interesting conflict here for the final two episodes. Absolutely. So, yeah, anything about episode six that you want to go over that I didn't quite cover and I kind of walked through a bit uh, before uh, we get to theories about how the show's ending? Um, no, I don't think so. I do have I do have theories. I will say I do have theories, but um, I guess. Oh, I guess I can say just a little bit of a, a small moment, but when Sabine first gets jumped by those raiders, uh, those raider guys, um, I will say I think their their armor was really cool. It was like Zepho kind of helmets, but like turned into like this samurai-esque looking red armor. I thought they looked dope, and I thought seeing Sabine fight, you know, struggling a little bit um, was kind of cool. Uh, she was kind of killing it. Yeah, um, well, she was killing it with her Mandalorian. Exactly, stuff, mostly. Exactly, and then so towards the, the end, the she was like, "All right, let's was... just get this over with." <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it was the last resort, and I yeah. think what it's that was really signifying is I don't think she is going to end up being a Jedi. I yeah. don't think. I think she's going to stay. I don't even think that's what she wants. She's just yeah. been doing this in hopes of getting to Ezra. Yes, and that lightsaber is going back to Ezra. Oh, for sure. And it was funny is because then I saw um, like the black say black figure series mm-hmm. whatever I forget what it's actually called they released that lightsaber with Sabine's name on it I was like mm. that's not Sabine yeah I was like I get why you're doing because that's what live action people have seen it with it's yeah like, that's going back to Ezra yeah for sure I was like I was like I'm, I'm Sabine is not going to end up being a Jedi yeah there's there's no way. Yeah, and yeah. So, theory time. Let's let's yes. go into theory time. We already talked about kind of some Balin theories. I don't know if you have any more Balin theories. No, I basically um, said mine. So, what do you think happens? Kind of here, the conflict. Who who gets back? How? Why? Because um, that's that's at least where my kind of theories go at this point. Um, so I don't my, know if you have um, theories on that or. 
my theories are one my my I think my farthest out there theory is that Ezra is brainwashed by the Night Sisters after he was captured by Thrawn. Because uh, my theory is that Ezra was exhausted after sending them to there uh, at the end of Rebels. And, you know, out of gas. How did he escape? You know, army of clone troopers, Thrawn right in front of him. How did he get out? My 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 thing is he probably didn't in in my you know in my made up world and that Thrawn captured him and got the Night Sisters to kinda play with his mind a little bit and like turn him to his side because for me, uh when I was watching the episode, I was like, This is nice and all, but it kinda seems like Sabine found him really fast for someone that Thrawn couldn't find at all. And we're talking about the smartest heir to the empire there is, you know what I'm talking about? And, um, I think, and then when I saw Ezra wearing red robes, I was like, okay, well that's kind of crazy. Cause every, every bad guy in the episode so far has been wearing red robes. But again, it could just be like all coincidental and all that stuff. Like this is my farthest out there theory that, that Ezra's low key a trap. That that's, that's my theory. See, I, I could see that. Um, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely could see that. I'm on the train that Ezra basically just kind of accepted he was going to be there. Mm-hmm. He basically didn't worry about Thrawn. Oh, yeah. He sure. just kind of went off and like didn't even bother Thrawn and just was like, just accepted We're like, out the here. world as it was. We can't just, get back. Yeah. yeah and, and maybe Thrawn also accepted it to a point, but he not so much because he clearly was plotting a way to get back. And just be like, well, you know, Ezra's kind of out of the way. He's not really doing anything. Right. He's not bugging me. He's not, like, messing with us. He, maybe there was some fighting at first. But I, th- I think basically Thrawn just was like, he, he's kind of given up. He yeah. doesn't even trying. So I'm just yeah. going to plot over here, and he's not going to bug me. That's um, my th- – I agree with that fully. Like, that's my realistic yeah. thinking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I could see it flipping the other way as well because it did seem – there is questions of – well, how did he escape? Right. But I think also, well, maybe he had some help. Right. Maybe we talked about Zepho being good and evil Zepho. Maybe he was helped by good Zepho and helped escape. And maybe he now has some knowledge of their people and their culture. And that's he's done some training and learning from them. And that's another reason why maybe he's kind of more this monk-like figure now. Right. And kind of went down that line. So maybe he had some help. Maybe at first he wasn't. Um, as he didn't escape. Maybe it did take some time. Um, but I'm definitely on Thrawn leaves. And they stay there. Yeah. And I don't, that might be the, where it ends. I, I don't know if we see okay. the heroes get back to the universe at the end of the show. That might be something that happens in the movie. Okay. And Ahsoka and Sabine and Ezra are just left on this planet. I could see that being I could see the way that. the show ends. And that's Thrawn wins. Thrawn heads back. Thrawn, Thrawn arrives helps. back at Sidos, um, where yeah. those three Republic ships are chilling and destroys them. And that's what we see to end the show. 
Uh, is Thrawn just hey. showing up on the scene and just be like, I'm here. As a uh, massive Infinity War fan, I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, so, I think this yeah. is going to be the Star Wars Infinity War. I yeah. think the villain wins in the end. Yeah. Very clearly, very decisively. And we don't, we maybe we get a tease of how they survive. Maybe it's Anakin kind of showing up at the end and dragging them back into the world between worlds or something like that. But I, I don't think, I don't think they win. Yeah. I think Theron is very clearly leaving and I don't think they're going with him. Cause also what they said is the purple are going here to die. Right. So the purple are a one way ticket. Yeah. That, and then, so like we talked about, okay, well, why, why didn't they just take the purple back? They can't. That that's that's not how that's that's the not end how it works. point. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the end of the journey, not, not the start. Um, so they they need to find a way. I think the way will be through the world between worlds, through the portals. Yep. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of where I and I like I said, I I think probably within this kind of, I think there will obviously be a fight between them. Um, I think Balin Balin ends up dying. Shin yep. ends up. Joining them, Join, joining the heroes, yeah. Um, and then my hope, my 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 theory, if this kind of continues, one, we get to see more Hayden Christensen. Oh, please, yes. I hope we, I hope we see him in the last two episodes. I don't think but that's I, the I, end I, of the Hayden. No, yeah, I, I, I think, especially with how much appreciation Hayden's been getting, yeah. recently, and kind of the praise, I, I think Star Wars has plans for Anakin. Me too. Um, and in particular, Dave Filoni has plans for Anakin. Yes. Um, but the other character I hope we see here in the last couple episodes with connection to Zepho is... I would like to see Kanan. Kanan. I would like to see is Kanan. Cal. Oh, yeah. Cal Kestis. Oh, yeah. I, I hope there's a... And then once again, maybe that ties to where I said, like, Star Wars Jedi 3 maybe mm-hmm. takes a jump into the future. What if, what if Cal's on Peridium? That would be crazy. What what if like he's there at like the Zepho temple, like the good like, Zepho temple that they find? What are you and, guys like, doing? We here? don't know why. Yeah, and he's he's there. He's like training. Maybe um, it, it's just a connection. Or what? What's the world that they they end on in Jedi Survivor? Uh, oh, but, uh, but what if what if that world is just the same world? Just called a different name from a different origin, and that's. I will say it find, did look very different, though. It was very much much more vibrant. But that would have been what, like, I mean, it, obviously not super far, but maybe Thrawn's destroyed this world while he's there. Oh, decimated it. Okay. And what if there's like a connection there? And it, I, I just think, I think there could be a case because obviously we're farther in the future from that point than Jedi Survivor. I think. 20 years or so, I think. Yeah. So that it, it, it's a possibility. It's, it's a, that's my far out theory is somehow yeah. Cal Kestis is there. Us that have played the games don't know how he got there. And then maybe the third game builds up to that point. That would be cool. I think seeing an older Cal in live action sitting there, like 
what are you guys doing here? I'm I'm just ex- I'm exploring the Zepho kind still. I'm I'm kind of still just doing well, and research. Then, and then you obviously have Marin as well. Maybe she's yeah, the night sister. With, and they're there exploring the night sister. Yeah, engine. yeah. And th- they've discovered that, and they're chasing down that lead because Marin, being a night sister herself, and yep. I I would love to see that. Yeah, and add them to the team because. They they would fit. They, that would be an insane team, by the way. Can we talk about that for a minute? Talk about talk about it being the Infinity War of <laughs> of Star Wars. That would be a crazy Avengers team up. Cal well, that, and I mean, we need it for, yeah. for the the movie. That's where, true. And if Thrawn's going to be this villain and he's bringing some threat with him, we're going to need not just Ezra and Ahsoka. Yeah. And, we're gonna and need, Mando and Grogu. Baby Grogu. Yeah, that needs to be someone worth all of these. And if it's worth all of them, why not? The, clearly, they're using the Zepho. So I, I think Cal has a role to play here. Yeah, I agree. And I hope, I just want to see him here in the show and not wait for the movie. Me too. Because I, I think he will be here. My hope is we get him here in the show. Or at least just like a tease. Just have have Karen Margit, Margahan turn around at least like just look yeah, at like it doesn't something. need to be like a full scene or right. interaction but just like when they're they're lost like maybe they come across like a temp a different temple than the one they arrived at yep. um af- after thrawn leaves and they walk in and like him and marin are are in there yeah that would be cool and, and what that would be so it, cool. it doesn't need to be explained why they're there that could be saved for the movie but i i think that would be such a wait what yeah ending yeah along with uh the just the downer that they've lost yeah that would be crazy. I agree. Or not even like, not even turn around. Just, you just see a, a, a cloaked ginger haired person with next to a red cloaked gray haired person. You know, that would be like, we would know who it is, but it would cool. Yeah. It'd be cool to just see that the characters being like, there's people here. Like, yeah, who we, could they wait, be? we thought, we thought we were the last ones here. Right. Exactly. And, well, yeah, maybe Ezra's interacted with them already. Or he, that's, and like maybe at the cool. end he's like, "Hey, got we, we got all right. Well, I guess we we should go talk to my friends." Yeah, or something like that. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, so so that's my far out theory. Any any other theories you have before we wrap up the episode for today? Um, yeah, my my other theory was um, kind of like opposite of your Star Wars Infinity War ending type thing. Um, mine was that they end up coming back and winning they blow up Thrawn's ship at the end there's a huge battle um Balin Skull trying to kind of like sacrifices himself at the end to almost like prove that he's still you know like a hero in his own right and takes out Thrawn to try to break the cycle that he's trying to stop and everything um and that's when uh uh, Hati joins them, and um, they they make it out using the Purgle again. I think that that was my theory that they yeah. all of their combined force powers they call a living Purgle, and and they do it. Yeah. Well, uh, to kind of go on that and something because in that scenario, Thrawn Thrawn's defeated. Um, I've seen theories. I mean, we talked about, we both were like, yeah, all those stormtroopers are dead. Yeah. People have theorized that Thrawn's also dead. 
Oh. It's also reanimated by the Knights of Sue. So nah. if it kind of went down that line, that would be crazy. what if then, like, the end scene, the reveal is the Knights of Sue's reviving him again? That would be and crazy. It, and then it's setting up this unkillable figure because he just keeps coming back. That would be crazy. So something, because I, I had heard that theory. I, I don't think so. I think. He's alive. No, yeah, I, I think he's living I, too. I, I could see that scenario playing out, but also, I mean, with that, there's no nothing that I said. Thrawn's actually the villain for the Filoni movie. It could be this other. It could be this FO. It could be some other threat that we don't know of yet. Right. That's established here in the last two episodes. That's not actually Thrawn, and the the heroes could win in the end. Absolutely. All right. Any, I would love to see any those. last theories you want to throw out? Uh no. I uh oh, uh my my Kanan theory. Um uh it's kind of just more like a hope, less so of a theory, but in in like the last episode or final battle type thing, um Kanan comes to Ezra and Sabine together as a like a ghost or you know some type of figure and like t- like reminds them of like how strong they are together because he did that in rebels he was like no matter how strong you get with a weapon or in the force or with that dark saber um you guys will always be stronger together and that's like a message that ezra took with him and I think it would be cool to see that in live action. And I hope we get something like that in live action. The, the other person that would be cool to see a Kanan Force Ghost appear to would be Jason. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. When yeah, Jason's but, like, maybe end like end of the end of the show. When, when Jason's yeah. like, I want to be a Jedi and starts meditating or something. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Like, like, once again, another tease. And... Just the kind of, I mean, the Infinity War Endgame. If 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 the Filoni movie ends up being the Endgame, Kanan, Hayden Christensen, Anakin, bring bring yo like if if, freaking Obi Wan, world world between worlds (laughs) battle, yeah, um, Darth Maul on the dark side, like like let's just let's portal portal, Star Wars portal. Yes, yeah. All right. Um. Well, that was that was a. I mean, I knew those discussions were going to go long. There was oh, yeah. so much in those two episodes to talk about. Great so, episodes. Um, anything you want to shout out or plug? Uh, no. Uh, as always, you can find me at, at a sacred skull on Twitter, um, Instagram. I don't really use it though. Uh, Twitch. I'm live over there uh, at least twice a week or once a week. Um, YouTube. I'm going to start posting regularly soon. Um, and yeah, if you want to talk movies with me or yell at me about my ideas or takes, go for it. I'm here for it. Tweet at me, come into my chat, go for it. Happy to talk. Yeah. And, uh, I don't really have anything else going on content creation wise outside of this. So, um, just Thank you for supporting this podcast. If Absolutely. you listen to this almost hour and a half long episode, <laughs> we, we appreciate you. Share with your friends. Let them yes. know. Um, if there's people you want to see us bring on as guests as well, let, let us know. Uh, I'm sure we'll start trying to get a couple more guests here. Absolutely. Soon. And uh, uh, people on um, tweet at us yeah. with some questions or drop some below. Um, 
I'd be I'd be happy to do a question segment. I don't know if you would, but I'd be down. Yeah, absolutely. potentially just a short little question segment at the end. Uh, answer some of your random questions. I'd be fully down. So yeah. Yeah, and once again, in two weeks, we'll have the end of Ahsoka, so we'll get to see how bad all our theories were. Yes, sir. How wrong we were. <laughs> and we'll get to start doing all the same with Loki and come up with ridiculous theories about that show. Yep. So. And that'll um, be the weekend was, of my birthday. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Yours is coming up. Mine's coming up here yep. soon. Birthday. Yeah, it's going yeah, to be a good October's time. going to be a good month with Loki. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Looking forward right, to it. And, that, and Spider-Man. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All with right. that, thank you once again for listening to our episode. Um, share with your friends, and we'll see you all in the next one. Much love, everyone. <laughs>